is. Whoop, there it is. Just uh, waiting for the algorithm. <laughs> I'm waiting for the algorithm. They still haven't updated that logo. Which one? The one of us? Resort white one. We live. Hey, it's good TV is watching. It's good TV. When you want to watch TV, that's not bad. You watch good TV. It's good. <laughs> it's good it's TV. Good. It's not bad. It's Dude, good. I'll do that. I'll do that. It's good TV. It's not bad. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that, dude. We can. Should we start doing jingle writing? We Jingles. suck. It's where the real money's at. This is where the real money's it's at. Real money's at. Right I'll tell, you where, tell you where that real money's at. Schmoozing. Schmoozing. Guap. We get that buco guap. At the deli. <sighs> Waiting for that algorithm. Doesn't feel like many people are watching right now, but they will. Okay. Johnny Macaroni. Hey. What's up? Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, everybody tuning in? It is Schmoozin' with Soul Clap. That's up. And today, today, we head to Detroit, Michigan. What up, though? Home, home of the Tigers, Tigers. <laughs> the Red Wings, the Lions, and Techno. <laughs> and DJ Holographic, Our special guest DJ Holographic from Detroit. Yeah, um, and we have a very special live performance by Soul Clap Records recording artist Liam, Liam Mockridge. Mockridge. He just released his album on our label, and uh, we're this excited to celebrate. This Golden B one one three. What is up with the? Oh snap, Golden. Yo, um, so yeah, let's uh, roll the intro and get into some schmoozing. Wait, that's a what countdown. <laughs> this is something special for you. Schmoozing. Schmoozing. So, so, that's it. Talk amongst yourselves. Schmoozing. Soul Clap. Are you ready? The show's about to start. Big Blood 77. Salami. Johnny Macaroni. It's good TV. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. I just have one uh, public service announcement. Yes. Paulus Productions. Publication. I blew it. Paulus Publications. I don't publish often, but when I do, it's with Paulus Publications. <laughs> That's a great good spirits joke. down there in no Miami. You're no clearly good spirits down there in Miami. I don't think anybody gets that joke if they nobody have, no, nobody Paulus gets is. that joke. Nope. But Zero. shout out to our boy Greg Paulus, trumpet extraordinaire, no regular play, one of the crew love familia, our brother. I got to see him over the weekend, and that was super dope. Nice. So, friends, yes, how yes. many of us have nice. them? We got a nice bump. Everybody's watching. Hey, everybody just oh, tuning in. We're here. It's Schmoozin' with Soul Clap. We got some great guests today. We really do. Um, first, there's a couple. I got a couple things to talk about too. Yeah, let's. Um, first, first of all, 
the Union of Musicians and Allied Workers has a campaign called Justice at Spotify. Let me bring out let me bring this up on the on the screen share. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh snap. Uh-huh. Yeah, Minx is in the house. Uh-huh. Up, Minx? Justice at Spotify. I love their I love their logo. As a as a musician, I would really love some justice at Spotify. And this campaign by the Union of Musicians and Allied Workers is demanding one penny per stream of our music. One penny. Is that really too much to ask? As well as increased transparency and an end to lawsuits against artists. And more. One of those more things, the transparency is related to payola because we know the major labels all own stakes in Spotify and major label artists get a lot of priority in the algorithms. So... We're just asking for some transparency on, you know, the benefits that the companies that own Spotify are giving to their own artists. Mm. Break. You know, here's a great question. Big Blood 77 is asking, what is schmoozing? I guess we must be on the front page. So we got some people (laughs) who are joining us for the first time. What up, everybody? Schmoozing is when you go to the deli with your friend (laughs) and you get a knish, (laughs) you have a cup of coffee, and you you kibbutz. You kibbutz, baby. Kibbutz. You talk about, you know, you gossip and you talk about what's going on in your world. You say things world. like, uh, I'll have another cream soda, please. <laughs> <laughs> we're schmoozing with Soul Clap. We're Soul Clap. We're a couple DJs sitting on our butts, yeah. sort of, this pandemic. And, you know, just talking to other DJs, musicians, interesting folks about what's going on in yeah. our worlds, you know, and talking a lot about some politics climate change, uh, equity and inclusion in the music industry, no. Uh, no. alternative business models for artists, you know, just no. uh, you know, a little headier than maybe your usual music talk podcast, you know, chit-chatting and stuff. Chit-chatting and stuff. That's it. <laughs> and we also bring in some live musical guests. Like today we got Liam Mockridge live from Berlin. Liam, what hey. What's going on, guys? I like you bamboozled him. We were talking. We were going to play the clip first, but there he is. You got bamboozled, bro. I got bamboozled hard. Uh, Just like, <laughs> boom, here he is. That's what happens when I don't read the run of show. Yeah, he's just throwing, he's throwing him, throwing Hail Marys. I like that. Well, I was ready. I'm, I'm glad I was ready. Yo, Liam Mockridge, ladies and gentlemen, he is, this, this gentleman was born ready. Believe it or not, we met him. When he was in eighth grade, his older brother smuggled him into Villa Renata in Berlin. Yeah. In uh, what part of town is that? It's not Kreuzberg. That's uh, it's like lived. It's just near, near the Vossaustrasse. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Villa Renata is crazy. If anyone that's been there, they know. It's like this decrepit building, multi-story function where artists live and raves happen and clubs going down. And we were playing, but it's awesome. It's full of life and it's mysterious, like so many clubs in Berlin. Anarchist, it's an anarchist party squat. Lenny knows what's good. And uh, yeah, Liam's older uh, Liam's older brother smuggled him in. Yeah. Shout out to the Mockridges across the board. There are many and they are multi-talented. And uh, these young ears perked up. But you are an artist and a musician in your own right. And uh, you have accomplished an incredible feat with this new album 
out on Soul Clap Records called Goody Bag that dropped last week, two weeks ago. A week ago, uh, March last week. 5th. Yeah, it's fresh out. Let me um, I'm gonna pull up the uh, Bandcamp there. Check out, we got check because we got to look at this album artwork because it's dope. Oh, God, you dig it. Yeah, go for old school, like a little 70s vibe. You know what I'm saying? You got it? All right. I got it. It's ready Bam. to go. Bam. Bing. Bam. And finally, cool. a boom. There you go. We also produce our own show for all you just joining us for the first time here on Schmoozin. Look at that sass right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, my girlfriend, Poppy. Yo, Poppy, she is the star of the show in many of your photos and videos. I mean, you're the star of the show, but, you know, she balances the male with the female energies. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't, it's not about all that, like, I don't want to be too much guy in those music videos. It's great to have a girl, and it's even better that it's my girlfriend, so I don't need to be posing with random girls. I get to dance with my girlfriend, sing songs. It's great. And it's beautiful. Yeah, I think this this young album love, covered. young love. <laughs> I, I, I think um, must have been at I think that Hopetossa, Poppy and I, my, my girlfriend and I went there like five six years ago, and I remember she she came and said hi to you guys, and that's how long we've been together since high school. Wow. Was, uh, but yeah, the first time I went out in Berlin was Villarnata, and that's when I met you guys first time. That's wow. that was your first clubbing experience. I mean, like first real talk, like otherwise was only like teeny clubs and stuff. But that was like the first legit, you know, like I remember my my older brother who smuggled me and he gave me like a membership key and he gave me his ID, which said I was like 29 years old. And I was like, (laughs) I'd I'd never shaved in my life, you know, and I like (laughs) you got the Benjamin buttons. Yeah, exactly. And I went right up to the front and she was like, well, you're like obviously in high school. And I showed her this key and I was like, no, 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 I'm a member of this club. And she was like, how did you get this key? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm friends with the owners or whatever. And she was just like, I know you're way too young, but come in. Come on in. in. (laughs) Try the schnitzel. It's fine. (laughs) Schnitzel on the third floor in the bed. (laughs) Well, Well, look, we're all dying to see this video. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. Your performance. What song are you doing? A song called "Familiar," the first single nice. off the album. Sort of an old school track. And this is a special performance because this is an acoustic performance. You want to set the stage at all, or should I just let it rip? I mean, I just did it a couple days ago with my brother. We busted it out. We uh, he helped me with some of the songwriting on the record as well. And he, I do a lot of songwriting with my brother Lenny, and um, he accompanied on guitar. And we just did this with the Rhodes today. And uh, dude, yeah, let's get into it and check this out, y'all, because it's so Berlin apartments. The acoustics are dope. Yeah. Check this out. Oh, I blew it. Eli was listening to it. There we go. Here we go. Let's do it. All right. This is a song called "Familiar." Again, 
One more wouldn't kill ya, he thought. Uh. Well, at least I can't pretend. I've taken my time to think about what I really want. I put my heart on the line. You should know that I feel bad, 'cause I got caught up trying to make a change. Seemed like it was yesterday. Guess that I'm the one to blame. Look in your eyes. Feeling so familiar. I lost my phone again. One more wouldn't kill ya. He thought. Well, at least I made some friends. I've taken my time. Think about what I really want. I put my heart on the line. You should know that I feel bad, 'cause I got caught up trying to make a change. Seemed like it was yesterday, yeah. Guess that I'm the one to blame. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. That's such a such a great new version of that of that song. It's great to hear it acoustic, smooth out, sexy vibes. Brooklyn the Queen Nine saying, "Ooh, hi! Your voice is good." <laughs> Thank which, you very much, um, Brooklyn the Queen Nine. <laughs> which which brother is that? That's brother Lenny. I don't know if we did we meet brother Lenny. He may be maybe Michel Berger. Could be at a could be Michel Berger. Maybe you met briefly. He, uh, me, and him lived together for, uh, for three years in this warehouse. Um, he does music as well, and he studied composition. He does film music mainly, and so he kind of because I was like eighteen, nineteen when we lived together, and he just sort of really taught me everything about songwriting and properly producing and things like that. So uh, I do still do a lot of music with them. That's amazing. Keeping it in the fam. Totally, yeah. Nick, you guys know Nick. He taught me how to DJ. Lenny taught me how to write and record. Keep it in the fam. How is Nick? How's Nick doing? What's he up to? He's good. Yeah, he's been good. He's just. Um, I think he's in Rome right now. Ooh, nice. He yeah. was doing some amazing like uh, performance art pieces. 
choreography. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sort of like. He did like a sort of in a collaboration with Burkine and Audi, and they did like a sort of art film that they filmed in Burkine with peaches and like lots of interesting artists. And he just sort of like artist collective stuff in Berlin and like interdisciplinary like um, events and like uh, curations of events and things like things like that. Cool. Yeah, he's good. Man, um, I can't wait to get back to Berlin. See oh you in God, person. Right? It'd be great to see you guys again, man. You, you get missed. Berlin has missed you. Yo, looking like the fall. Looking like by the fall, yeah. we'll be able to get back to Europe for sure. It feels okay. around the corner. It does. Fingers crossed. Finally. Knock on wood. Well, that's, that's pretty soon. You know, you can. You knocking on wood there? Nice. Eli, are you in your Are you in your home in in New York? I am. Yeah, I am. It's the weather's finally nice the last couple of days, which is good. Feels like spring is coming. So yeah, I imagine Berlin. Berlin in the springtime is the best. So. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, man. It's it's slowly again. We had like. It was a cold winter, and it was the Maybach Ufer, you know, in Kreuzberg. That was frozen, and people were like ice skating on it. And um, hey, Lenny Cloudance, ninety-one, could be my brother, but could also be a different <laughs> Lenny. <laughs> There's a lot of Lennys out there who are who are enjoying the the songs at the moment. I mean, so. he says you haven't met me in the chat, so it must be the same guy, um, unless he's unless he's catfishing us. He's also got m money in his mouth, according to that emote. Yeah. Which is never a good idea. Don't put the money in your mouth. You don't know how many hands it's touched. So Liam, we're gonna we gotta keep this moving. We gotta we gotta so much to schmooze about. But actually, you have a question from the chat from Brooklyn the Queen Nine. She's asking what your favorite song is right now. Right now, um, I've been loving Benny Sings. Have you guys heard of Benny Sings? Mm -hmm. Artist from Amsterdam. I've been loving his new tracks. He's been putting a lot of good music. Oh. Um, and there's this one track that's really great called Intentions by Big Boy and um, CeeLo Green. Ooh. And it's this cool. Ooh, like, CeeLo, huh? Yeah, it's like a cool like house track, but it's got great R&B vocals. And a, Excuse and me? Like, How did I miss this one? Yeah, it's, it's real, real lush. It just sounds great. I remember CeeLo. What's the track name again? Intentions. Oh, this is from, this is from uh, September 2019, but I did miss it. Um... I think you'd love it, Eli. It's right up here. It's All just right. super I'll listen vibey. to it after the show. Or should we just play it now? I mean... We could. I mean, it is schmoozing after all. So We're I hear schmoozing. that you guys... We're schmoozing. Yeah. Okay, let me bring We're it up. Schmoozing right in there. Yeah. We'll maybe play a little bit of it, and then and then we'll keep it moving for some more schmoozing. But, you know, they had it. They had. I remember... Oh, I forgot to share audio. One second. I got to do it again. got to do it again. Um, they had a song... Hey, girl... Let's go have, have some, drinks. some drinks. Have more martinis, <laughs> pina, pina coladas, cosmopolitans. I got a lot of dollars. That came out like 15 years ago, and that was like Sleepy Brown and... Big... And, uh, oh, what's his name? Big Gip. Big Gip. That was the jam. So hopefully this one's going to live up to that hype. Let's see. Let's bring it in, and we'll see. Seriously. 
Professional, daddy fast sack, snatching her soul. Let me smash her mind and get her time. And she hit that dick from behind. No dining dash to climax. Ooh, Lord, splash got me chasing waterfalls. Some niggas do anything for the draws. No, pause, not me. Gotta be the right hub. The one you fight for. This that upper cup, make a nigga fight for. Track is hot. What Love is that. going on in this? Yeah. Like, there isn't some freaky shit. You know the drums sound like um, cold blooded Rick James. Cold yes, exactly like Rick. That's exactly. I was thinking the same thing. You know that record there, good eight hundred eight programming. Whoever's programmed those drums is just like a wizard, just making all those those like fast snare rolls and stuff. All the rolls, yeah. It could just be a, a direct sample, though. It does sound you know, like a sample. It's it hmm. almost sounds like the exactly the same that the main beat as as Rick James Cold Blooded. It's true. Uh, you know Rick that record biography is, is is real crazy. If you guys haven't read that, it's called Glow. That's a good little. It's called Blow. Glow. Yeah. Glow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Was... <laughs> um. But yeah, I love that clav. I like been recently been loving all clav stuff with like 808s. It's just a vibe. Yep. Yep. But um, Dig on it. that note, guys, I think it's time for me to head out. Thanks for stopping by, Liam. We'll see you later, bro. Thank you so much for having me. If, hopefully yeah, some you guys are coming soon. Some new collabs. And some exciting stuff in the future. Liamockridge.bandcamp.com. Go cop his new album on Soul Cloud Records. Thanks, Liam. See you soon. I love you guys. Take care. Lots of love to the U.S. Stay safe. Oh, yeah. That was great. Dude, what was going on in that video, man? Well, first of all, CeeLo's shirt. That's a great shirt. The giant sequin shirt wild you know that video is like that's a low budget video right like that's just shot in one location with one costume everybody has the same costume they don't even do a costume change so funny man i miss outcast that's all i have to say i mean that it's a that's hot sleep brown's hot i like the vibe on that track but i miss outcast yeah i mean what do you think you think they'll ever get back together what's what do you think andre's doing right now Chilling. Just chilling, chilling, <laughs> chilling heavily, which is dope. He yeah. he should be schmoozing. <laughs> you know, it's Big Boy's continued to put out music. I mean, big shout out to Big Boy. He's been putting out music still. The whole camp. 103,000? Maybe had a couple cameos, but it's kind of sad that he just – Yo, did you? So <laughs> did you ever see the Key and Peel where they do Andre 3000 and Big Boy? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do we have time to watch that real quick? This is so funny, dude. The Outcast reunion. Oh my Bro, god! Three Let's minutes. Okay, three minutes. three minutes. Sorry, sorry, DJ Holographic. We'll give you three minutes back on the other end. Oh my gosh! Let's watch. Or should we invite her in? And we can watch together. Yeah, I think that's the. I think that's the. Movie. All right, ladies and gentlemen from Detroit, Michigan, beaming in the incredible DJ Holographic. Oops. Oh, wait. There it is. Yes. Welcome to the schmooze. Thank Welcome you. To the schmooze. I'm coming just in time for some outcasts, right? Well, just in yeah. time <laughs> for some outcasts. You know, this has been happening. Like, we, we, 
like two hours, like it's already hard to keep a, keep these conversations under two hours, but we've like added these intro bits, like either live performances or like guests talking about their different organizations or like, you know, like good work that they're doing. You got, you got hustlers on here. You got people making moves. You know, it's like important to showcase other things as much as we can, but that like cuts into the show. And then like, like, I like your but then, like you say, outcast, and all I hear is like, "We got the outcast," and outcast. <laughs> well, yeah, and- this is like, <laughs> yeah. Now we've been adding all types of BS in there too. Like one episode, we just went deep on hammer videos. Like what? Uh, it just the completely- pants, like his different types of pants he has. Yo, hammer <laughs> pants. <laughs> we went on because because if you remember on it, the intro to "Too Legit to Quit" is like a fifteen minutes of like nonsense where he has to like go meet James Brown in some like clandestine mansion and like oh get God. the funk in like this like energetic. <laughs> See, I miss, I miss storylines like that. Like I miss those storylines. I miss Mariah Carey storylines of her no. being like the superhero and taking, like, saving people. Like, I Which miss- video is that? Um. Oh my God. There's. I forget what song it is, but there's this video of her like having to go to jet skis and like changing different outfits to save. I want to say Chris Rock in my mind, but I don't think that's, that's who it is. But great. yeah, it goes. Yeah, she's a superhero in this jet skis and like saving ass. And I'm like, all right, Mariah Carey. I, I, I like any sort of budgets. Those big budget '90s videos. Those anytime you like are out on a jet ski and you need multiple outfits <laughs> on that singular jet ski is just baller. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, that's, that's when dope. the money came through. <laughs> Can you let that rip? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. It's the truth right here. Coffee? Hey man, I just have to say, I am a huge fan. Outcast like changed my yeah, life. Yeah. Thanks, man. So you're gonna collaborate with Andre three thousand again? Oh, this is a big boy. <laughs> no. Oh come. People grow apart. Yep. <laughs> so true. Oh look at this. A greetings. <laughs> I have a half-calf, decaf, mint mocha latte, foam on the bottom, served in a flower vase. And if y'all got some green food coloring back there, throw it in. Oh, great, 3,000. In the flesh. Big Boy is right over there. <laughs> Big Boy. Bitch, I'm trying to read a book. <laughs> What's up, my brother from another mother, man? And when I say mother, you know I'm talking about art, right? Because we got cut out of her womb. What's up, man? Together. What's up, Andre? <laughs> Andre who? I ain't gonna say it, man. It's not two thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. <laughs> it's not two thousand and one. Hey, man, what happened to you after the show? Yeah, um, I just—I must have like snuck out or something. Like I thought, perchance, you went missing. <laughs> the voices, man. Do what voice, man? Why, why you got to do boy. the voices, man? Why are you doing the voice? Why are you doing that, man? One green half, half, half decaf, mint mocha latte, foam on the bottom, and a vase. I got a new idea for the album, man. It's going to be just the sound of screeching metal and then only one spoken word per track. Cool. Cool. Nah, don't do that, man. That's one of them screeching metal sounds I was talking about earlier, man. Half, half, decaf, mint mocha latte, foam on the bottom, and a vase or vase. You ain't hit. That's your, that's you the only nigga that ever ordered that drink. Yeah, okay, so what is going on with me? What is happening with... What the...
fuck happened, man? What are you talking about? We used to be somebody, man. We used to be a team. We was on top. Then you went and lost your fucking mind. Yes. <laughs> Can we just lose this, man? Yes. Can we just lose the 3,000 and just have you talk as Andre? Tell me. Tell me straight up, man. What happened? You know what, B? Erica, about you. Oh. If you look into the pinwheel with your third eye, I thought she was gonna say some stupid shit like that. And everything will be with me. All right, man, it's been good, man. Thank you. Thanks for seeing us. Okay. Come yeah. by, man. As a matter of fact, I got an appointment right now to go get fitted for a tour. You, you got to go. Mm -hmm. You leaving me? That's a. Don't do it. Make Eros, Artemis, and Apollo. Guide you through your musical journey. Nigga. Why? Heroes. <laughs> Why does mm -mm. breath smell like birdseed? <laughs> birdseed. <laughs> Thank you, Cafe Craftsman. You're welcome. Oh, I need composure. Oh, my uh -huh. God. Sorry, he, he didn't actually pay for that. Drink. I got it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my god! Like, do you want him now on the record? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yes. 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 Oh my god! I love wow. that. Your that breath smells like no. birdseed. <laughs> birdseed. Oh Why they were so good? They're so funny, dude. You know, Key and Peele, they get a lot of like, you know, back. I think back then they got a lot of like flack for sort of stealing Dave Chappelle's format or whatever, but they're so funny, man. They're really funny. They're so funny. Jeez. Anyway. All right, here we go. Here's time for the main event. Enough about that. Dude. About that nonsense. Welcome to the show. DJ holographic. Ario, you got some, you got some people in here. Excited to see you. Yo. Big shout outs to everybody. How are you doing? Where are you where are you hit where are you chatting? Where are you schmoozing with us from? And how are you? Well, I'm in my bedroom actually. It is the best room in the house. So this is <laughs> where murals. quarantine has been. Yeah, with the and murals. Nope. Yeah, we were talking the about green. the green. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. I wanted to have more green colors like Andre, you know. <laughs> Gotta represent my heart chakra like Andre. <laughs> Three thousand. So yeah, it's been it's been cool. It's been here in Detroit. I'm actually about to move, so this mural will be staying here when I move. Oh, goodbye, mural. Uh, bye, mural. Bye, bye. Yeah. I hope I can make another one. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. But where where yeah, I'm moving? Where are you moving? Um, I'm moving um not too far, so I'm close to the Motown Museum, which is where my house is at. Yeah. And then I am actually moving closer to Submerge, where I'm going. This is where my studio is at. And I'll be moving above the building where um, Waji and underground oh. and Mike Banks is having the school at. Have you guys heard what? about that? We have heard about that. And That's so cool that you're moving right yeah. there. Mm -hmm. I think it's called a underground school. I, I we should share a link if we can. That'd be really good um, because there's still asking for donations. But yeah, it's gonna be Waji's idea and like it's coming into reality of having. Something like what I would say Mike Huckabee did with teaching the youth to produce within the city. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I probably take it more with also Waji's like skill sets of, I would say being really creative as a marketer and also just telling people about um, the, you know, the scene, the music scene of how, how to grow there. Incredible. You know, we talk about this is something we talk about often in the show that like Detroit of all the scenes really is the one that seems to keep giving back, giving back, building. You know, there's a lot of like we're we're from Boston, at least back then. Yeah. If you were coming up, everyone else would just kind of like ah, hate on, on you, you, pull you back down, like ah, you know. But in Detroit, the crabs in the barrel, yeah, it's so communal and Detroit, dope. There's, and there's a real, there's a real mentorship, like system almost you know like you talk about working at submerge it seems like over there there's like very clear concerted efforts to bring yeah. in younger artists or or people looking to, to get involved i mean we had minx on the show she was basically like you know moody man was like you you need to start producing here's your mission make an ep in two months yeah. You know, and that's what got her started really like and you know got her name out beyond Detroit was the production and Moody got her start helped her start her own label like just just like all that obviously you know Mike Huckabee was you know we knew we all like we knew all about the work he was doing with kids I mean he was an incredible mentor I know Scott Grooves you know yeah always really good with that it's it, so it is hard. It's it's not easy to be a mentor too. Like yeah. I've had people come and reach out to me to ask for mentorship, and I'm just like, I I I will help as a friend, but I couldn't help you as a mentor, which is a little different because I feel like I'm still learning, and I don't want to give you my mistakes yet. Mm-hmm. But like like you said, like Mike Huckabee with his with his with the kids and the youth to Moody Man, like even having some conversations a little bit. Yeah, Underground Music Academy. Yeah, you guys can help out. Like they got this. They got you. a tiny URL link here if you want to. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have Wajid on um closer to the to their next big fundraiser. So we'll do oh, a, perfect, a perfect fundraiser on here. Yeah, but in the meantime, I think you can definitely donate money. But they're doing like another goal, another push in a, in a month or two. I think so. Yeah. Is it this is the, yeah. this is the building here? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the house I'm be staying at. <laughs> so that's you. That's your that's that's your apartment up top. A little, yeah. That's your window more right the there. Back more, more in the back. More in the back. Oh, oh yeah. that one right there. I don't. I don't get the luxury to be in the front. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool because it's just watching it grow. Because it used to be, um, uh, what was it? It used to be, um, some obvious. I'm going to say like the wrong words. It used to be, um, and they. I can't remember. I'm, I want to say NASCAR, and I'm like totally like throwing off like the, the words. It's a N A W C P. I can't think of it for some reason. Why can I say it? N A W A C P. Oh my god. Well, anyhow, like I watched Mike Banks and Waji like build up from, from the scratch from the inside. So um, there's gonna be a lot of things. Not just a school in that building. There's gonna be a lot of other great things as well. So. You can tell they're they're sending some putting some vinyl in the in the mail with these two yeah do not bend do not bend yeah that's great yeah i think they're it looks like they're trying to raise three hundred thousand total and they're doing it like in in segmented fundraisers so yeah the next one we will be featuring on schmoozing for sure lovely keep it locked um but yeah, I mean that's amazing. Like so you so you're like been working at with your studio at Submerge for a couple of years now? Yeah, a couple of years now. Uh, I feel like this is the one year that I've been actually 
in the most because of not touring or traveling. And I mean, I'm still honing my sound, but realizing you can't really create much music while you're on tour. So you gotta be home and do it. I, I can't imagine trying to travel and then come up with like riffs and like beats. You know, we actually did write quite a few songs on the road. We have over the years. Well, with, we, did, uh, we had we these the beginning. laptops. In a while. We, not not as much anymore. Now it's like yeah. I feel like I just listen to podcasts and try to sleep. But, <laughs> <laughs> for for, yeah. for a, a bunch of years, especially the edits and stuff. But um, I feel you. There's nothing like being in the studio and just having that dedicated focus. Yeah, I think yeah. My my main focus is like get the sleep, get the food in the house, and then make sure I'm like a hundred percent there at the gig. Um, but maybe one day I'll be able to mix it all in there. You know, always trial and error. It's a lot. It's a lot to try to travel, make music and play gigs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. We're home now. This time, you know, of this time off the road is to, is to focus on getting deep on, on other things, not on the road. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no, like our you know our mental health our spiritual health our studio health yeah no studio you're right it's like it's what been... that's like rewire doing rewiring like organizing wires that's would be studio health <laughs> or like going through all your files of the beats you've made and have not have any like titles to them oh, yeah. untitled 134 untitled 158 <laughs> Cycling through <laughs> kick drums, various kick drums. <laughs> That's the worst. This is the worst part of making music is auditioning drum samples. <laughs> auditioning. <laughs> no, that's not like, it. Also, how you piss off your, uh, if you live with anyone. <laughs> that part sucks. So bad sucks I'll for everyone. <laughs> I'll be in a place that I can actually be really loud. That's always been my main thing if I move is like, can I be loud here? What's the That's answer at, at your current in your current living situation? Well, I'm in the hood, so yeah, I can be loud. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be honest. Okay. It can be That's super sad. loud because guess what? They'll be loud as well. <laughs> with um, uh, with the school, I w- just I just want to talk one more quickly more about the school. Um, so like, how are they? How are they going to be like? Is it just going to be teachers from the like musicians from the Detroit scene? Is that how they're going to be like finding teachers? How are students I going have, to be able to go in? Um, I don't know exactly about the teacher part, um, but with the students, I think it seems like more of a hand selection of people like applying for it. Uh, this is definitely a conversation for Waji. He has a whole um, council for that, which is great for you to even have people supporting in that way and like wanting to delegate. Um, a lot of these scenarios, but you know, how fast we're working, like how you're saying we're doing our spiritual work, our mental work, our like, you know, studio work, they've been working on that the entire time. Like summer, fall, winter, nonstop, they've been going at it. Wow. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. And it's it's funny, the also like, you know, you know, in Europe, Techno God, Mike Banks, you know, Mad Mike, watching him and being his real element which is like working on building and watching oh, him wow. do that 
I was wondering because there's all these this video and photographs of Wajid like in like work boots and the outfit like they are literally building walls, putting up infrastructure, building this thing. But yeah. um, Mad Mike is, is also like a contractor. Yeah, he's really good. He's a good like. I mean, it's something that a lot of Detroiters are like. I know both my grandparents are also contractors. No, um, yo man, it's a yeah, big yeah, but it's a big deal. And like I said, like with Wajid doing it too, and Mike. With Waji being able to do like build a school and then like picking handpicking um, these people on the board, um, like I feel like wow. the whole he's doing it. He's doing it all. So I feel like probably picking the teachers that you like you were asking, probably handpicking certain people, having a good curriculum. Like he's he's probably going to have all his like heart and soul into each phase of the school. For um, those that don't know, Mad Mike Banks founded Underground Resistance. He's one of the key players in yeah. I, I brought this up when we had when we had Carl Craig on I brought this up I was like so you're like one of the main second wave Detroit he's like Psh, that wave stuff is, who cares about those waves well you know about he's the wave said, said, I am the wave I'm the wave <laughs> of he is of course he is so like you know, from this nerd nerd music nerd perspective not Detroiters Mike Banks is one of the key second wave um, mm-hmm. you know, Detroit techno musicians, DJs, along with Carl Craig. And Carl Craig has been super integral also as a mentor for you, especially recently, right? Yes, definitely. And it's it's fun to be able to like you said a mentorship with Detroit. I'm really blessed to have a lot of them. So between I'll have stories from Mike and then I get some stories from Carl and I'm learning from from them who they are, but also like how they've interacted with each other. And it's always so funny because I hear a story from Mike. And my personality is very close to Mike, I've noticed, maybe because I'm a Sagittarius and he's a Sag, mm-hmm. so we're very, like, hot fire. So if you'll tell me about, like, how you told Carl to go quit his job to come, like, techno. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you told somebody that. How did they take it? And he's like, well, he didn't quit right away. He, got, he finished the rest of his paycheck, and then he left. And That's I was smart. like, okay. Yeah, that right. I I would have just quit. I would be like, oh, make Wait, where like, where yeah, is he working yeah. at though? It sounded like he was working at the time, like something like a Circuit City. It sounded <laughs> like that. <laughs> so that's what I think is like something in Circuit City or selling a lot of TVs. Could you imagine um, going to get a TV and getting like met by by Carl Craig trying? To- <laughs> 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 I, I would love to see that. It reminds me of the. I was gonna say it's a four-year version right now in my mind, but I don't think Carl's like that. Um, but but yeah, like having that um, having that blessing to be able to be mentored in that way and me- mentored in their fashion. So when I get something from Carl, sometimes I do get very hands-on um, lessons, like with some of the synthesizers. Recently, he did that. Um, but also, he's really to open up in a way of, how do I describe it, like, um, the whole picture of everything, of, like, what you're presenting to the world, um, and, like, being very detailed in each sound you create and curating everything. Like, you're you're creating an art exhibit, is how I feel when I talk to Carl, when you're making music. Mm. And then when I talk to Mike, I'm making... Um, some uh, DJ uh, tools. Like he's like I said, he works in um, construction. So these are my tools that I am using on the street. These are my tools to build a good foundation or a mansion or a house or 
whatever you want to build. Um, so I get it from two different structures. So I feel like when I'm talking to them, I'm trying to build um, the Taj Mahal in a way. No small feet. No, not at all. But I'm not here for small feet, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about that. And I'm about <clears throat> the way you set your intention. And uh, it kind of reminds me of our conversation as we were putting together the run of show, um, how you were talking about how meditation is such a piv- uh, central part of your of your day-to-day and a practice that yeah. you've been. I wonder that this is something that I'm sure must come into play as you sort of plot your destiny as an artist yeah um i meditate at first i started meditating to calm myself down and not be so anxious and feel feeling at peace but i've noticed over the years i think it's my third or fourth year to do meditation that i do it for intentions for others i try to what do you call it i try to have my intentions to touch base upon um uh how to describe it um loving in every situation so i don't want to come out and react to somebody because like oh you fucking pissed me off you know like you didn't do this job right or you didn't do this and i'm like no no no, come back and just react to like you know what they probably had a bad day or you know what i need to tell them directly how i feel mm-hmm. but not tell them how i feel about what they did more like how it made me feel because i can't control their people that's my favorite thing about meditation is like mm. I could care less if I could control you, because um, I can barely That's... control myself. So why am I going to jump at you about that? <laughs> you definitely can't control other people. That's some no, great you can't. And a lot of people try. I watch them and watch them, and I'm like, "That's a lot of energy that you're you're putting out out there and not into yourself. All that energy you could have done for that could have been intentional, loving yourself and being know who you are and what you desire and what you want." And it's it's a it's another job. Like I didn't yeah. No, there's a great analogy that I'm remembering from one of the meditation retreats that I went on that the teacher was like basically giving the example of someone kind of like pissing you off or giving you some bullshit negativity that they're presenting you with a gift of this bullshit and you you say, um, Thank you very much for this polite gift of your bullshit, but uh, you know, no, thank you. <laughs> you could yeah. turn it right back to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because people. Um, my favorite thing I've noticed too is like people want you if they're having a bad day, and I and I get it. You you have not the best day, something's happening, but people actually want you to come and sit with them in their poopy diaper and their uh-huh. bullshit with them. They they <laughs> want you to do that. Cause I've done it. I've, I've, I've been depressed when I was like younger. Bring you, back, my, bring you down to that level. Yeah, they want to bring you down. And I've, and I've done it. Like I was really depressed in my early 20s. So I lost my mom. So I would want to sit in that depression, sit in that space. And actually meet, you know, you meet, uh, you you vibe with your tribe, I think, analogy. Oh, yeah. So I had some tribes that were not very good. And then I had some tribes that were really good at the same time. But I would like to hang out with the ones that were feeling shitty the most. So we can all sit in our poopy diaper together and hang out. <laughs> so, but it's my favorite thing to meditate. And I hope, I really hope other people do it more often because they, they'll be able to be with themselves more and be more comfortable. Um, which I think this whole quarantine has been about is like, who are you? Do you love yourself enough to be by yourself? Man, I, mean, I, I wish, I wish that I, 
my meditation practice has struggled because my daughter wakes up so early. It's like, how do I get up and do my meditation and meditate before she does? It's just, it's not, it's just, it's too early. I've tried it. You to it, Eli, you get there and she's already sitting full Lotus and she's like, oh, Eli, we've been waiting for you. It's okay. Man, it's, it's, but you know, it's, there's there's such a noticeable difference in ability to, you know, process and interact constructively with the people that you spend a lot of time with for the people that I, for me to, with the people that I spend a lot of time with. Yeah. Um, I I, my wife and my daughter, you know, so like not react and to just go with the flow. That's what's so important. I'm curious. How did you, how did you like come at meditation? What was your first experience and like, how did it? Um, well, actually, it's funny. The person that um, painted this mural um, guided me into meditation more often. And I noticed that I was switching careers. I was switching from being a full-time student and full-time career video video editor at Quicken Loans at the time. And I was having a lot of pressure on the me. And I was starting to switch from that kind of career path to full-time DJing. And I was like, well, I'm choosing this career path. And really, it's like I started choosing this career path for my own mental health. Because I'm like, okay, if I'm my own boss, then I can make my own time to take care of myself health-wise. And that's what I decided that on. So it's like, okay, how can I implement other ways of taking care of myself mentally? And I don't know exactly who it was that like, she told me about meditation, but I think I chose meditation more of um just from maybe somebody like Tony Robinson or somebody like Abraham Hicks. Um, just be like, Hey, just do it for five minutes a day and you'll notice the difference. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've also heard like if you're really busy, especially when you're having a young soul in the house. Um, the best time to do it is try to hide in the bathroom for uh-huh. five minutes and just sit there um, and just, kind of have that time because that's the only like secretive time you kind of have for yourself sometimes so. well i was i was doing it when i was putting when i was putting her down for naps okay that, that makes sense. cool and then she, then she started jumping out of her crib and so now she's in the bed so she doesn't want to nap anymore but that's the, uh, the, no, the, the, the like, can you can you block out the uh, external stimulation you know yeah, well, I mean, you're like sitting there. You gotta sit there while she's like, "My daddy," you know. It's crazy. That's no. That's not. That's no condition to meditate. In. That's extreme. Well, <laughs> it's extreme. I it, when I I did uh, the the vipassana, which was like ten day, and um and they have this thing where it's called uh, devotional meditation, which is like you s- get your posture, and then you're supposed to be a it's a locked posture for like an hour, right? Oh wow! And uh, during that hour, you you know. You're not supposed to move at all. And uh, yeah, there's all there's a meditation hall. It's a hot, it's hot summer. Everyone's meditating. We're meditating like 15, 16 hours a day. And so like everyone has like constipation and stuff. So people are breaking wind. So it's nasty smell. And there was like uh, in the mountains. So there's like black flies and the black flies like fly around and they'll land on your eyebrow or crawl across your nose or ear. And you just have to sit, you know, you got to sit there. But eventually that's what broke me is, is a black fly. That like crawled up my nose and then sent me ah, screaming, mm, running, feel, like, ah, crying, and anyway. But yeah, yeah I have been thrown off a long time ago before the bug. I'm not. I I look like I'm taking a nap to my friends when I'm meditating. Like I'll be like, 
Yeah, I'll lie down, have the blanket over my head. I might even be yeah, in a man. fetal position now and again. And no. like, are you really meditating? I'm like, I mean, yeah. I'm like, I'm chill. I'm <laughs> being present. Yeah. There ain't no right way. No, just try it. Yep, always. Yeah. I, I do want to try that one day. Yeah, practice. I want to try the the uh, the, the retreat the one day. That's, yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, well, anyone that's interested, it's a free thing. I don't know what's going on with COVID, but it's a free thing. There's Vipassana lo retreat locations all over the country, all over the world. And you just, it's donation-based. And you just go there, surrender your cell phone and all your gadgets, jewelry, whatever. And just monk out. I just dropped the link in the chat. Bam. Dama. Oh, you got it. Oh, and yo, but back to like, uh, whatever Tony Robbins saying, uh, you need to do five minutes a day at the end of this thing. They're like, we recommend that you do an hour in the morning and like an hour at night. Yeah. That's really hard. It's I mean, that's like, hard, man. That's I, what, I mean, 20, but imagine. Yeah. I was on the 20 minute, 20 minute morning, 20 minute afternoon, uh, transcendental meditation train for a while until my daughter was born, which was um, like incredible. And like the, the thing that they say too, and that is so true, like the busier you are, the more important it is to meditate. However, the harder it is mm -hmm. to like, unless you have the practice, unless you have the routine, it's really hard to do it. But like, I think that I haven't gotten to this point and hopefully I can someday. Yo, that I'm like super busy and meditating and, and like see what it feels like. And does the busyness like feel different? Does it feel less stressful? Like, Probs. Mm. you know like when we, you know it was amazing when i when i was learning tm like we were on the road and i was doing it i was doing like when i was in the routine i was doing it like waking up doing it on the airplane you know like when we would get on the airplane oh, like, 20 minutes right after we got on the airplane and then like 20 minutes before dinner at the hotel and it was you know it's transformation it was transformational at that time so someday yeah shout out shout out to zeb from wolf and lamb he's a he's an infamous airplane meditator <laughs> yeah i don't know i i try to mention coach, airplane. like, like oh, i i know it's airplane <laughs> i can nap but i can't uh i can't meditate which is weird it's tough man well you just start falling asleep if you try to if you try to mm -hmm. meditate. yeah yeah i fall asleep um i i i've always been a child of falling asleep while traveling mm. so even when i'm in the car and i'm like supposed to be like the the passenger, uh, if it's longer than 10 minutes, I'm like slowly falling asleep. <laughs> like it doesn't, doesn't take too much. But, but you know, meditating on the road is like, it's a gossip. And when you do, are super busy, you, I feel like what ends up happening to me is like time slows down or everything's like, you know, you know, everything's a lot easier and everything's like life or death to me. I have to make decisions. Um, when I meditate, because when I meditate, I'm just like very irritable. I'm just like, oh my god, everything, everything's here now. Oh my god, let's calm down. Um, Wait, you get irritable in the meditation, or when I don't without? meditate oh, without yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like even mm -hmm. you do meditate, everything slows down, and the decisions aren't so drastic. Yeah, um, at least to me. And I know when I don't meditate, everything's like life or death. Like it's here now. There's nothing else. Whew. I that makes totally resonates. 
<laughs> but oh, I hope man. I'm hoping people watching this like I'm inspired. Meditate, yeah, because it's I get it's back in there, you can. back in the room, the yeah, non ring, the non ring, yeah, the the mental ring. <laughs> well, yo, it's let's. No, this is this is awesome, and I feel like we can keep going. But I want to s- switch gears a little bit and go back to the conversation earlier. We're talking about Carl Craig as a mentor, talking about Planet E and working collaborating together because this is a huge. I mean, I this is a huge moment in your career right now um, because you have been a curator for the latest Planet E Detroit Love compilation. Congratulations. This is a huge, huge step. And what an honor. Uh, and you did a fantastic job. It's an amazing body of mu- music that you curated. Um, and if people are interested, this is out pre-order vinyl CD. The digital promos have been sent out to those lucky tastemaker DJs. But this is coming really soon. Once, do we, let me go check the release date. But It's uh, yeah, April it 16th. Yeah. April 16th, ladies and gentlemen, you can get yours, hopefully on wax. Dan Bean in the house. I yeah. know he'll be on yeah. wax. But uh, we are super humbled because you asked us to participate, and uh, we're so thrilled. So thank you. Yeah. No, thank you for being part of it. I mean, you're almost in there double the time, right? You got another artist in your label on there as well. Oh, that's right. Underground system opening it up with Bob, and also I mean, yes. Pontar Train, Pontar Train has has Soul Club Records release. I can't even so, fit yeah. in one screen. There's so many representing, which I, which I love. So for your guys' track, it threw me off for a loop because we you know you're you're building this compilation is something I've never done before. Something so new and fresh. So I'm learning a whole bunch of angles, and then you guys sent me a track, and I'm you know. You know, obviously, I think it's bomb because, aha, uh-huh, it's on here. But it was funny because we're going through email threads, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's so clap and the Martinez brothers. I'm like, wait, wait, what? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, I thought it was just so clap. They're like, no, no, the Martinez brothers too. I'm like, okay, that's like a spicy like ad in there. <laughs> Yo, we got to shout out the homie Baron Hawk Portier, who's also up in here. This is like an old, an old homie D re- representing DC. Um, oh yes, yes, and he has a yeah. music video for this song too, actually. So it is out. That one's out. Oh, there's um, a music video for and, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because oh, I uh, this one is through what do you call it? Um, uh, Honey Sound Systems label. Oh yeah, I remember this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing that 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 come through. Yeah, so th- I know I know Jackie House and the crew, the guys. So that was. Um, this whole this whole compilation is very close to me. Maybe I might not know Ben personally. I've danced with them once when I played in DC, but I know Jackie very close. Um, I mean, Underground System. Some of them stayed at my house before. For, for yeah, that's a wild question. I didn't even know that, and I didn't even know that until we were talking before the show. That's so that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So they stayed at my place. Um, they actually played at my uh, music school at Dime. Detroit a while ago, and that's how I heard of them, and so I saw one of them instantly for the first track. Um, but yeah, like, a lot um, of these people. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm just saying I like that you mentioned, oh, I didn't I don't really know Baron Hawk that well, but I danced with him because he is so tied in to the uh Washington DC house dancer and break and break dancer scene. So that's dope. That's like Yeah. You don't even no, need to I, have a conversation. You got that body language conversation going. It's such a good vibe. Like it's I don't know you, but I love you from just dancing with you. <laughs> like, well this that's is all like, I need This is a very special piece of music from us. Because uh, this was the like a, a very unique studio session where Eli Martinez got in Ibiza and uh, worked on a couple different tracks and sort of it just kind of got forgotten on a drive or you know time progressed and everybody has their lives and their careers and um, um, I managed to put it together and and Eli joined me at some points too and. Um, but the but Martinez brothers, I don't think they had heard it in years and years and years. And then it was finished and ended up getting mixed by Martin Butrick, which is also totally fitting because Carl Craig is such a supporter of Martin's music. And uh, he's released, you know, full clip. That's such a classic on uh, yeah. on Planet E over the years. He's released a few times. Um, and so he mixed it. So it sounds super bomb. And uh, yeah, I mean, just. Everybody's thrilled that uh, that it came together, and um, I actually randomly caught up over Facetime with Steve Martinez for the first time in, in so long. We hadn't talked in forever because uh, Eli he's he's super interested in some of the music that they oh oh yeah Chris and Steve were at Teddy's um, samples from our studio, so they're they were yeah. in, in Brooklyn making some music over there. Yeah, and uh, he played some music that Greg Paulus had made and it sounds like maybe there's some interest there so i got to talk to him for a sec about the track but we're all we're all three we're all thrilled and for the four of us you know nobody martinez brothers i don't think martinez brothers had certainly not soul clap none of us had released on planet e so that's like a real honor so thank you no of course it feels like a full circle moment i love it no i i'm really happy to curate people i'm really close with and like i feel like not everybody i know exactly but i know You've been, both of you have been super supportive of me in my career and super just supportive of Detroit overall, too, as performers. We love like you've Detroit. been, yeah, Detroit loves you. Like they do. <laughs> we, um, <laughs> and then I, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, and also I put my first uh, my single by myself out on this one, too, which I was surprised that Carl was cool with this one. Um, it's uh, my faith in my cup. Um, that's actually out now before the compilation, and uh, that one I made with um, the vocalist of my high school friend uh, Acapone. And he has a great voice. He has a he's a great vocalist from from school. He used to do more like rock shows growing up, um, but he does have a gospel like training and everything. Um, and we bond over our favorite band, Block Party. So, oh wow! I forgot about like, that. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite bands. That's cool. Yo, yeah. check this out. We're gonna like let's listen to that. Let's listen to the holographic track first. Let's check. Let, it out. Yeah, that's where I. That's exactly where I'm, where I'm at. And watch this segue, Eli. You're gonna love this. Let's make this the official. The Bond Comp Song of the Week. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Oh Lord. Oh, Lord. 
what's God got to do with it? in circumstance. Forever or a one night stand. You can have faith. You can be a man while we lay around. I can tell you where I stand. What's God got to do with dated circumstance? Forever or a one night stand. You can have faith. You can be a man while we lay around. I can tell you where I stand. Yeah, this is my first time working with a vocalist too. Uh, Got a great voice. No faithful serving no more. No more hands to the sky. No more knees on the floor. I'm no faithful serving no more. No more hands to the sky. No more knees on the floor. I'm no faithful serving no more. No more hands to the sky. No more knees on the floor. Faithful, faithful serving no more. No more knees on the floor. I'm no faithful serving no more. No more hands to the sky. No more knees on the floor. No more knees on the floor. No more knees on the floor. No more no more knees on the floor. Will you go back to Will you come back to me no more, no more, no more, no more, no more. All I owe you is my love. Still it for you if it's still enough. Oh, one thing certain, the world don't need us. Yeah, but they say it's not the same. We'll cry again and we'll die that way. All I owe you is my love. My love. Still here for you. Still in love. What they said is the world don't need us. So we can't what they say. It's not the same. We'll cry again. We'll die that way. All I owe you is my love. Still here for you. If it's still in love. Oh, what they said is. The world don't need us, so we get what they say. It's not the same. We'll try again, and I'm tired of fighting. We get what they say. Yeah. We'll try again, and we'll try to fight. Still in for you. Still in love. One thing's certain. The world don't need us. The world don't need us. Hanging out from Pots and Pans. Pots and Pans. Hey, hey. We'll try again. 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 We'll try
Yeah, I really wanted this song to feel very organic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Thanks Ooh, for yeah. playing it. Yeah. No, no doubt. Dude. Played it in uh, on our uh, weekly Wednesday back-to-back on... Yesterday night. Music. <laughs> Yesterday right. night. Yeah. Night. Do we know what days it is? Yeah. Yeah. I thought they Friday. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm only so accountable. Um, but, uh, you know, what's interesting about that was we were, you know, yesterday, the focus of the show was female voices and women in, in music, not just dance music, but, you know, funk, disco, soul across. I guess it is all dance music. But point being, we played a lot of female vocalists, but you were one of the only female producers and not because and just just because that it's there's not so many. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just no, want to pause and kind of deep dive on this. We got to send a shout out for to Artelon for the raid. Oh, what up, Artie crew? Artie yeah, and Artie. crew. The Artie party is here. Artie? The Artie party. Oh, is he here? Oh, shit. Oh, Artie. Hi. 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 Chatina. Raiden. Um, so sorry. Yes, this is this is a really important conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and you know what? Maybe there's maybe there's more female producers but not so many in the deeper shades melodic shades you know there's, there's just not there's just well, not this is like, like one of the biggest problems we're seeing, seeing dance music be, is it's just been so male dominated yo and mm-hmm. this is something that's like i think finally in the last couple of years has started to be addressed how have you felt yeah. being a, a a woman you know, coming up as a DJ and and now as a producer in in dance music. The produ- the the producing one, I would say that for sure is super hard. Um, the DJing space, um, probably over the years, I can see things change. So I'm from Michigan, so I played in Ann Arbor and Detroit the most. So I think I saw one DJ, one female DJ. Her name was Super Dre from Grand Rapids in Michigan, mm-hmm. and seeing her was enough for me to be like, okay, if you can do it, then I can try doing this to see what happens. But beforehand, I wasn't even thinking about DJing at all until I saw one woman do it. Um, and that, I, would, I was dancing at least for like maybe five, six years before, before that. Um, and then now I'm starting to see it growing more here in Detroit. But the, there are moments when you find it difficult to be like, okay, are you using me for, uh, as, a, as a headliner because I'm a female? Are you using me for just being a black female? Um, are you actually liking what I do? And I felt like in Detroit, at least, I was able to see what what things were. Like, okay, you're using me for because I'm a woman. Or you're actually using me because I'm actually a good DJ. And majority of the time, it would actually be more because I was a good DJ because Detroiters really hate shitty DJs, no matter if you're a guy or a girl. <laughs> so, Who likes shitty, shitty DJs? There are people out there. Maybe like David Buster. <laughs> I love David Buster's actually, but yeah, they have. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not clowning on them. I'm just saying maybe if you're if you're like trying to think of like where you go see a shit DJ and you're like, yeah. Oh man. I mean, people don't sometimes, know. Sometimes Greek Town. Sometimes Greek Town. Greek Town. <laughs> the food is really good, and I'm just like, who is that? That's my cousin, second uncle, playing on DJ's mix, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> 
but, but yeah, I, I think um, it was a little rough. Um, I mean, I've been doing it for 10, 11 years, and I think now I'm just starting to be able to represent myself the way I want to. Um, and then the producing side, I mean, it's new, so everything, I feel like when you do something new for the first time might be harder than you imagine, and I'm feeling it being really hard. Because um, I think what I'm, I think I'm asking for in the world is a mentor to show me what to do, what I'm receiving is mentors to show me the longevity of when you do it. Because mm. um, nobody's, nobody's there. Like, I think I want somebody to hold my hand. Like, I did DJing. I asked my literally show me what to do as a DJ. And now as a producer, it's more like, we'll sit in the studio and figure it out. And I'm like, what well, kind of need to know music theory or kind of need to know what this yeah, gear I mean, I does. Yeah, the other way around. Like, with DJing, it's like, yo, you kind of just got to sit there and, like, get it. You know? I mean, someone can mm -hmm. say, hey, this is the, you know, show you how to count measures and timing and stuff like that, or f teach you the importance of programming. But like, you know, with music production, it's all very technical. And, yeah. then, and, and that's before you even get into any sort of real music theory. You know? Yeah, no, I think I think like DJing, you can learn in, in under a year or like anybody can learn in under a year with enough practice. Right. It's like the, right. like the actual technical, this is how you DJ, right. This is how you mix a record into another record. Making mm -hmm. music is like, that's a lifetime. It's a lifetime journey. And you could be, a, you could put a lifetime into songwriting. You could put a lifetime into arranging and you wouldn't get playing the instrument or mixing mm. the record. That's a whole nother um, 10 yeah. years of mastery, you know? And I, my mind, how it works is like, I'll just read something consistently and just keep learning and going deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole and never actually do anything. Like, yeah. that is my problem. <laughs> Cause I, I think like, have you guys ever seen, um, I think it came out in the 90s, like that DJ book that came out with like the CD cover is blue with orange lettering. I'm not sure. I, What's I, it I called? I'll look it up. Oh man. I think it's like this, a uh, beginner's guide to DJing. Um, I want to walk. It's probably in my how library. DJ, was it how to DJ right? I, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I remember that made, uh, The yellow book that's like how a DJ saved my life. I think the same authors made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Which, yeah. Bill Brewster. Bill Brewster. Yeah. How to yeah, DJ? Yeah. Yep. That's a classic book. book. I, I, yep. I dug deep into that book before I even started playing records. So I'm like, well, these records are expensive. Some of these aren't mine. And so, um, I had to learn from there. And also I learned drum and bass first as DJing. So it was a little bit faster and a lot more um, metalhead records. I feel like it's harder to mix drum and bass, right? Because one, a lot of the songs have long ass yep, intros. Yeah, that's the book. Yeah. Yep. I have that It's upstairs. still a good book. You know, it's still, yeah. for anybody else that's watching that wants to be a DJ, this is the book. I'm <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting way to go at it, but like to like the drum and bass thing, like it's huge it's for a dollar twenty six. It's harder to DJ drum and bass because there's the long intros to all the songs, yeah. and like two, like the breaks are not. You don't have a four four with house. It's like you come in on the four four. I mean, it's also hard to DJ like disco or older music that is not quantized or like made with yeah, electronic drum machines. That's yeah. its own different different difficulties. You know, I think each genre kind of has its own its own challenges, but play, like, you know, I played drum and bass a lot early on too. And I feel like that made me a much better DJ being able to being able to mix drum and bass. Yeah. No, maybe it is like, a lot harder. Yeah. 
sort of counting on the two and the four, like hip hop or like reggae, definitely drum and bass, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then not all drum and bass, you know, I feel like, how to say it? It's like the the melody. So you you might got the rhythm on point, but the mm-hmm. melody of it just sounds like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you can't, you can't combine these melodies. Yeah, if they're like out of key or something. Yeah. Or, or super clashing. Yeah, well, this is all... This is all difficult stuff. And it's interesting as we go further and further into technology, like, you know, all that stuff's getting figured out for you. You get mixing, mixed in key, sync, yeah. auto sync. I remember when it was just records. <laughs> yeah, it helps. It helps kind of guide you to be more creative because sometimes, like, I, mean, I don't use, I use mixing key from time to time, but then even I realized that it doesn't work consistently with your ears. You know, you want to, you want to have, uh, the human idea of like, you know, playing jazz. Sometimes you got to mess up a little bit to get to the point that you want to go to. Mm. Um, and then also with the sync button, I never, honestly, I think if the sync button worked for me, I would probably do it, but I, I always find it never works for me. So I just gave up on that idea. So I'll be, I'll be really frank. I would use it if it actually felt like it worked for me. When I play, it'd be like it'll the the computer in the ones and zeros for some odd reason I, never match up to my song beats or something, and yeah. something messes up in between, and it gets off of sync of patience. So, I think it's yeah, a pretty good kind before, of track. I tried it before to that sometimes like to detriment. Like if you have it on and you try to do a acapella, or like it's often it's like things really you have to go through and make sure your collection is very accurately BPM'd. Um, or you just play like songs that st- always start with intros, you know, always start uh, with beat intros rather. Yeah, you need beat intros. Or like, and it's all very quantized music. Then it was like, I forget which DJ, and I don't want to name names, but someone was like, dude, you have, I did too many gigs in a row. This gig, I'm doing auto sync. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'm tired, man. It's like, I haven't stopped in five days. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah, exactly. Too, like, know? dude, this only way I'm pulling this off is auto sync. <laughs> like, I can't hear I, anymore. I'm deaf, so I got to. Yeah, yeah, what? But you know, you know what? Who's you know who's the master of auto sync DJ? I'll tell tell you two names. One, Francois K. Because when we were going to Deep Space, even all the way back in like 2000, what you call it? What was that? We were driving down there when dance tracks were still. When dance tracks, maybe two thousand five, like two thousand five or earlier, he was already just using like tractor or something, and no, yeah, he, was tra- he was one of the early tractor DJs, Francois K. Yeah, and crushing oh. multiple tempos, many genres, everything always through this incredible effects processor. Deep Space at Cielo was like the place to be then. It was it was crazy. Monday nights, every Monday night for at least like a decade, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then the other that I got to shout out is Felix the House Cat because he's like taken the Richie Houghton four channel tractor synced and applied it to like disco and electro clash and techno and house. Yeah. I got to see him play Felix only one so on that thing. It's like, because then it's all programming so mastery, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's so good, though. It, like, the journey, he's so willing to take you on that really like clubby journey and like, I, just, I don't I don't hear any sounds like him anywhere, and I got to no. hear him play once, and I was just like, 
oh my god, am I like in Party Monster movie right now? Like, what's no, going right? on? Like, like <laughs> and then he like whips up the frenzy. You know, he'll start that like sort of like crazy demonic Felix the house cat laugh. Or I don't want to say demonic, but like just that kind of, <laughs> you know, and next thing you know, the whole club is like everything's falling off. The, like, I don't know what that is. of energy. It, <laughs> everything starts falling over. Yeah. Oh, so dope. It hit, it hit oh, so I hard. And, I mean, I'm going to segue into your track because your track hits so hard too. And I feel no. like we should play your track because like, it, it makes you like your your song you guys made was like I want to hear it like in the club on my speakers. I want to hear it in my studio. I want to hear it in my bubble bath time. I want to hear it in the club. <laughs> Yo, you hit the bubble like, bath test. Yeah, it's like it hits it it hits really good. Um, because it, it was definitely one of those songs that I got to listen to. Like you know you know you get to listen to a song for like the first five seconds. I'm like yep, that goes in the bin. It was one of these wow. songs. Yo, big shout out to the Martinez brothers on this. Uh, Chris Martinez is doing a lot of interesting percussion. Steve Martinez is laying down that that melody top line. Um, I remember and, going to the studio with them. They're like, we can do whatever, whatever, you know, whatever, as long as the beat, like, as long as it bangs. Yo, it's got to bang. And you know who <laughs> really made it bang? Martin Butrick, man, for sure. Yeah. Can you hear that? It's really quiet. Really quiet. I don't know how to make it louder. You have the audio on for that. that maybe the maybe it's just playing through your computer speakers. I don't think it's playing right. through. You know what? You talk. You guys schmooze for a sec. I'm gonna do some unconventional. Shit. Do some unconventional shit. I'm just gonna pull up the file. What do you think of that? Yeah, that works. Talk yeah, about definitely Definitely one of those tracks that really hit. Cause I know when I was making the compilation, I was trying to figure out like the journey to be on throughout the whole process. And I know for me, it's like in the beginning when I picked um, Underground System, I was like, okay, what would be tracks that I would listen to before I go to the club, before I go out to DJ or before I go actually dancing. So there would be the type of music I would listen to, you know, getting ready, getting ready for the night, either from the outfits you wear to like taking a nice shower, getting your hair done to actually being inside of the club and like having that full on Detroit experience to me and just being there in the club and like, okay, this is right now, this track right here is like one thirty. So this is the time like they're slowly kicking you out, but not quite yet. Like you're like, you're going to get your last couple of beers on, make sure you have the after hours plan. Should I move in there, though? Just, yeah, yeah. You can't play the whole thing. This is not for a okay. month, man. Okay. <laughs> There's one of those. It's got one of those things going on. Wow, wow, wow. Shout out to the monotron. World premiere. World premiere. World premiere. Wish moving. Gotta put that so they can't they can't download. Can't download. <laughs> Yeah. 
favorite part. It is a strutting track. That's what it is. You strut. It is. I remember when we made this track, we were all the way out in like nowhere's land, Ibiza countryside, goats grazing around and chickens and some random these no these these guys at the studio at at their finger they basically they put in a cell phone blocker so they could have after party that's right without without other people so they would like have the after party people come from the club but you had to caravan to get there so like because you know people they didn't want anybody like inviting their friends they wanted only to be like you know like the 50 people that they brought from the club after so no one could no one could like get on their phone to tell anybody how to get there so like once you're there you're just Uh... like in the zone. Yeah, but it made, it made it, we couldn't find our way there either. And you can't like call a taxi or anything. Alright, we should we should we should end it now. We should end it. Yeah. Yeah. This was also the time when we had uh when we had when we had the super group with Martinez Bros called Soul Bros. Oh yeah, Soul Bros. Soul Bros. <laughs> I like that. It sounds like a really good movie too. <laughs> it's like Soul Plane Part Two. <laughs> the soul bros. I really want planes to be like that one day. I'm sorry. I really like <laughs> for eight hours being on a plane, you know. I, I want a club in between. A little snackage, a little little dancing. Um well, should we play some more cuts off the off the album or should we just maybe people just gotta go get save it. Save it, save it. I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about save um it. the process of of like doing compilation. You started talking about it with like Starting out with the with the underground system, um, like before the club, getting ready for the club, kind of yeah, getting ready for the club. But yeah, like, um, yeah. you know that that's like that, that's one of my favorite processes, like compiling a mix, like a proper mix where you license the music and you actually put it out, um, like that. I, that's like the most fun doing when we did DJ Kicks. That's like one of the most fun that I've had as a DJ. And you know, there's always it's always a it's always such an interesting process. Like, what are you trying to say? How are you going to say it with other people's music? Because once it's official like that, it's not just like making a mix, right? It's like you officially try to put your stamp on this series that other DJs have also told a story via. You know, like what was that like for for this? I won't deny when I first started, I was having the vibe of it being like a mix. I was like, I took it seriously, but I was like, all right, well. I'll just- do what I normally do. Like I'll just like pick songs that uh, are fun that resonate with me. And then I had to kind of realize I was like, wait, I also want to play like songs of my friends or producers. So I had to kind of understand like what friends are DJs and which ones are now DJs and producers or just producers. So I had to like open up my like my my pool of friendships here. It's like who's actually you know I hate to say it but who's doing something like who's doing something. Uh, refreshing who's doing something that because they care about it what they actually love doing and i had to realize like okay like my pool of producers because i haven't produced like that much yet 
it's kind of small, but from like playing from uh, Underground System, you guys, uh, Shiro Short, I was like, okay, wait, I'm starting to like see a pattern here. I do have. Wait, friends. how do you know? How oh, do you wow. know Shiro? How do you know Shiro Schwartz? Um, I know them from actually Roman. Roman's in this like chat over here. Mormon Montina. Yes, Roman, shout out. Through. Yeah, Roman. Actually, he's he gets double shout outs because of. Hey, Roman, to uh, uh, the Underground System, because we, we got them to play for his birthday, actually. It was him and it was them and a uh, tall black guy played for his birthday at Marble oh. Bar. And then, sure, shorts, Roman had them out to play in Ann Arbor for one of his, uh, I think he had a weekly or monthly night out there. And, and I got to open up for them and got to meet them. So after that, I was a fan. I was hooked. On their music and also them as people, they're really yeah, cool. They're so cool. Yeah, they're like, like so, I, have, I have a couple. I have a couple crush on them. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's that, like I, that's all. That's the only way I can describe it. I got a couple crush. I think there's a website for that, Eli. You can go on if you want to like date a couple. <laughs> so funny. Yes, I mean they would be the ones. You just gotta make sure like you have to probably like wear gray because they got the white and the black outfits. You might have to be the third person there. And where they're great because they, they're they're artists like they're like really in their craft. I feel yep. like um, similar artists would be like somebody like Jack White. Like he only wore red for like years, or he only wore I think blue now is the new color. So he switched it up to blue. <laughs> yeah, he switched it up to blue. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it was like creating <laughs> a whole track list. You want to pull those for, pictures uh, up so they can get a visual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. They're amazing. They are amazing. Um, and yeah, like their song is also in the compilation. I wanted to showcase like, you know, producers that are friends who I've met, especially in Detroit. I've met mostly people in Detroit. Um, and, you know, curate in that fashion, but also be able to curate like people that I feel like have not been heard as much. So like Shira Schwartz is definitely, I feel like a power couple that, I will. I would have a festival surrounding them for their music, mm. and then same thing for a festival that surrounds, um, you know, another genre which is totally out there. But Erica, like with, um, uh, she's from um, IT, and though it's like more techno, I would have a festival around her. Or would you guys have a festival around you? Like I feel like this is my fangirl moment and I was able to showcase that very heavily. See, look at the black and white outfits. Look at that. You know, and she, yeah. she actually makes, has been making all these graphics now too. So all these cool, mm -hmm. amazing, this amazing, like dreamy future graphics. Kind of like, like Pilar Zeta vibes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like future past future nineties kind of vibe. I don't know. Sculptural. Yeah. Can you zoom in on one E open one of these? How do I do that? Which just click on one, right? Oh, I don't. I'm not logged in. On uh, Let me log in. One second. What if you do the uh, yeah. with your fingers? Yeah. Yeah. Guess, uh, yeah. That's cool. They do their own visuals too. Cause that's like a lot of it's. Um, I think very unique. As well, have their own music. They make their own music videos. So. Yep. Yep. They're very like I said, like artists and. I mean, I've also had Poncho Train on there too. He's a good friend oh, of all of us. Mm -hmm. Dustin, Dustin the shit. He's the best. Ooh. 
So All yeah, right. definitely. I, oh, perfect. No, but yeah, definitely curated. Like I feel like, you know, people I know personally also from people I feel like that needs like, you know, the extra spotlight of friends and then also just curating from like very like, I would say my, my daytime music genre to like going closer to the club scene, to the after hours, um, is my favorite personal way of like mixing if I can, especially if I'm a DJ that's starting the night or somebody that's just, you know, calling it like a story. Oh, look at that. DJ Holographic likes it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loving their stuff. Probably like all over the page liking things. Mm-hmm. They are funky. Like they just they're on they're on their own thing. They're in their own in their own world. Yeah, I love artists that create their own universes. Yeah, it's really cool. Yep, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan too. So I'm happy that we're all we're all in it together. It's um, so cool. Yeah, it's so cool and unexpected. You know, I didn't realize looking at the track list. I'm like, this is dope. This is like this is a community dope. vibe. And that's what makes the best mixes, I think, you know, capturing this moment of like-minded artists from around the world or from the same place that are like thinking and making music for a certain and a certain moment um, that connects, connect, it can be connected by a DJ doing one of these kind of compilations. And that's yeah. why I think it's an important medium, you know, like, like I said, like there's so many mixes, you know, I know there's so many live streams, but this like, actual making it official and making it you know licensed and on a cd is <laughs> like a is like a special as it makes it kind of like material in a way there's definitely some permanence to it for sure you know, i'm inspired we got to start a series on soul club records what like come on what? man what we did it's called a tallow funk yeah but that's not mixed it's not like a it's not like a it's a different thing is that so, a modulation? yeah yeah i mean you guys have a yeah, you guys have enough, like, um, either from your own, you know, fault of music or from other people that you know that are coming up. Because I think as you as hand selectors, you're really good at finding new artists. Like you said earlier, like before me, like I love that they did an acoustic sound, a, a CD. Yes, CDs are still, my, my laptop's still uh -huh. a CD, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're you're. I should you should do that. Like you have enough, like from your own vault, but also you got a best of like handpicking artists that are just coming out. So there's so much cool. It's another project to add to the list. No, this is totally non sequitur though. But I have to throw it out because it's an idea, Eli. For the next Italophone, because I know you're working on it. Can you put some like dope recipes in there? I know you like to talk about that whenever Italy comes up. <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> Recipes? Wouldn't it be dope? Like Italian, funk, Italian music, and then you get like one killer like pasta recipe in there. I, I just went ahead and made some no? like, like greeny the other day. Am I crazy? Yeah. I mean, I know the answer is yes, but does the chat no. room resonate? Can we do it? Of what is it? Called? Not every oh, Italian. Oh. Not every Italian also loves to make yo pasta, my friend. Johnny macaroon stereotyping. Macaroni. It doesn't have to be pasta, but this is yeah. His name's cup. Johnny Macaroni, so of course he's gonna agree with you. Okay. And a sun bun. Food is always a good a idea. Sun bun. <laughs> always. It's always always good. It's always good. I mean, look. Of course, you know I love my food and music combinations. You know. Yeah, you're like DJ Cookbook guy, man. The DJ Cookbook. Oh, DJ Cookbook. It's true. Yeah. 
cookbook is the best. I mean, I love, love cooking. I love eating. Yo, we got to get you on the DJ cookbook. Yeah, I got some recipes. I got some recipes. Yeah, Ooh. I got a lot. Not my That's soup. Cool. I found out my soups are not good, but everything else is really good. Let's. Uh, what do you like to? What do you like to cook? Put that on the list. Um, a lot of these I've been making lately has been a lot more pasta oriented stuff. So I made this like uh, was it like squid ink linguine Ooh. with like like king mushroom scallops. Yo. With some like what do you call it truffle oil, a little bit of sea salt. Watch uh -huh. out. That's like and then like a fun. little bit. Yeah, it's the thing. It's been my jam. It's like it's not even that expensive. It's just like great flavor, and I'm very picky. So, wait, are I you just, a, are you a truffle a truffle oil or a truffle shave? Oil, oil, definitely. Truffle, truffle shaving is good, but the oil is where it's at when you have like any kind of noodles or even even like a nice like um, avocado bread or something. Put that oil on there, it changes everything. It is not dry. <laughs> Eli, don't hate on the food. Uh -huh. I'm just look. I'm just saying. I'm just. Say, I, I love food as much as anybody. You know. I have for those that don't know. I have a project with my wife Andrea called the DJ Cookbook. It's a website, thedjcookbook.com, and we we talk about. We have DJs come on and talk about food and and their local scenes. And uh, you know, I love food. I just feel. If I was Italian, I would be offended if every time we talked about Italy, somebody asked me how I make my pasta. That's all. Well, you're on a show called how Schmuzman. It <laughs> takes place in a virtual deli. Hello. <laughs> oh man. No, we're not trying to offend our Italian brothers and sisters. Absolutely not. Mm -mm. I'm as Americanized, and I don't know any any Tell better. Me, you, I and know. you, I know you very well, my friend Eli. And I know that as soon as the plane leaves or lands. To Italy, you are salivating. <laughs> the first thing I do is straight to the straight. You to go the right to the mozzarella bar at the airport. Yep, <laughs> do like three courses. <laughs> I think, oh, like, look, if I do have to bad. change, I, like, if I do have to be fair, if I do have to choose my favorite country to eat in, there's two. There's one and one A, and they're interchangeable, and it's Italy and Japan. And bang, bing, bang. I'm right there with you, bro. Can't, you can't go wrong either place. Let me, can I throw in B, A, and B, B, which <laughs> would be Mexico and Peru? Mm. Also amazing. Also amazing places to eat. Yes. Um, yes, it's I true. And Adam Freeberg. F you, Adam Freeberg. France isn't in there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm excited to go to those places to eat food. Like, I think I won't deny, like, I, I won't judge places based on their food but i judge places based on their food like, i really <laughs> like i like friends i on and i love the food in leon like so good um i'm excited for japan though that's that's gonna be why i'm never coming back probably never coming back you know i want to do a food tour in china that's like mm -hmm. That's some deep dive mm -hmm. on the culinary, on the culinary life bucket list. Is get some just regional cuisine in China. There's a there's a show on there. There's a show on Netflix right now, um, that I've been watching a bunch, and I'm of course blanking on the name. Good thing I got the internet right here at my fingertips. It's called Flavorful <laughs> Origins. There's three seasons produced in China, and each one is focusing on a different regional. 
oh Chinese God. cuisine, there's a lot of like mm. pickling and fermenting of foods. Is there and, a picture of it like, that you can show us? Um, let me find. It's like it's just a great. I, I, you got to watch the show. You got to go watch Flavorful Origins. Okay, if I watch that, you got to watch something for me, and you yes. got to let me know at least one or two, you got to watch two episodes before you before you quit it. Before you guys hate it and quit it. Okay, it's called <laughs> food. It's called Food Wars. It is an anime, but they cook and battle. So you get recipes watching them battle the cook. What? Food. So it's it anime. It's anime, but it's like they're cooking right. food. And they're like giving you the recipes and the scientific factors of what it's about, and you, you gotta watch it at least. Oh, this sounds so but, amazing! <laughs> like, food wars. Food where do you? Wars. Where can I watch this? On Netflix. It's on Netflix too. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. A, it is so weird. It's a really crazy anime. It's like very like uh, I would say sensual of like pleasure as a concept because food, food. You know, food's very pleasurable. So they, they over dramatize the idea. But with the food, I'm just like loving the detail of like each recipe. And then they talk about um, f- fusion foods of like Japan culture and carnary arts in France later on. But, you know, whatever. It's, I love food. It's so cool. Uh, yeah. There's there's um, another amazing show on Netflix while we're talking about Netflix shows. <laughs> <laughs> and also Japanese called Midnight Diner. Yes! Yes, that is I my show. I finally found somebody else that watches that show. Yes, yes. I always bring that up when we start talking about Japanese culture and shows and food. And no one ever has, no even knows it. It's the best show it's ever. The, it's the best show ever. From then, like, have a great, like, heart-feeling story. And then at the end of the show, like, they tell you the recipe about the whole, how, how it comforts people, how, like, it brings people together. No, it's dope. such a good show. It's such a beautiful, comforting show, too. It's, like, the perfect show to watch before bed because it just, like, it brings you into this little like safe world and also but like also like having been to tokyo it's like captures this amazing like nostalgia feeling Mm. of japan japanese culture feels like as a tourist there really i love that um yeah wow that show is the you, you you saw like the prequel seasons right I, I saw that and I was confused what was going on because I was like, I, I'm happy they still have both of the series on Netflix. But yeah, I saw the second one and it seemed, it was good, but like the, the filming was a little different. Right. So it was basically, they first they had the Netflix one and then they released the prequel, which had only been out in Japan before. So that was oh, like okay. two That's seasons that were before the Netflix season is what, oh. yeah, before. So you got to kind of watch it in that order. You watch the prequel first. Or the or the ones that only were out first in Japan, and then, yeah, I mean, okay. I totally. I'll, I'll re- watch it. I'll re- I'll watch that one because I watched. I've seen all the Netflix ones, but I I watched one they pre-made because it's, it's just a great show. I love the food. I love the characters they add in there, but I also like. Um, I I enjoy learning how to make uh, Korean dishes lately and um, Japanese dishes, like like more side dishes of anything. I haven't figured out how to make main entrees yet. Like I know how to make tofu from scratch. And Ooh, I know wow. how to make um, boik, cool. like soy boik. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. That's a great skill to have. Yeah, it's yeah, it is a really cool. It's it's really fun. It's like the closest thing to like chemistry that I'm good at. I'm not a good baker, so but I can do a little bit of chemistry with the tofu processing. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't wow. know. You gotta do. Can you teach us a? Can you do a tofu making class? Yeah, tofu. Uh, yeah. Tofu. 
tutorial. Come on, tofu tofu tutorial. Tofu tutorials. Tofu tutorials. About that. Yeah, we can do that. Firm or a soft tofu? I know how to make more of a soft tofu, but I've learned recently how to make it a little bit harder. But it's more by freezing it. I heard so you like compress it. And then you freeze it, and then you take it out and thaw, and you freeze it again. And it can be like, I guess, what some people make the little chicken nugget tofus that have a more chewy scent. Oh, I love those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I've always wanted to try was the tamago. And I remember tamago. talking to our Japanese friends, big up Mio and Naoki, that making tamago, that's like the egg omelet thing. Oh, the one that had the rice underneath and then like the little like red sauce on, on top. Yeah, you could serve it that way for sure. Uh-huh. But the tamago itself is just Japanese roll layer after layer after layer. Like an ele- super elegant tamago is just like endless layers. Much like the sword. <laughs> Much like many layers to the... Many layers of life. <laughs> yeah. To the uh, steel... Five eggs. Yeah, and the sugar. Makes okay, like one so piece. Yeah? Have, uh, that's not loud. So I have a question, and this is my Japanese teacher taught me in high school. When you eat in Japan, is a lot of things have more sugar in it than you expected? Hmm. Well, tamago definitely has sugar. So having an omelet with sugar, that's why it's so good. Yeah. Um, part of it. I think yeah. that's a good well, point. Also, Things they use mirin a lot, which is a very sweet rice wine. It's also very yeah. salty. The food the food in Japan is very salty. Japanese food, I think, is very salty. Oh, it's very salty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pressure. definitely. I can see sugars. I can see what you mean about some sugar, like adding sugars, things you don't expect to. Yeah, I was like sugar in like a, a sandwich more than you expect it to be, like a deli sandwich. She also told me, and this is like you know, I've not been there. I, I'm just saying what I heard. But you said don't get Italian food in Japan. That, mm, I don't know. I would about say that. that there's, if you go to a fancy restaurant in Japan, it is its own incredible experience on par okay, in a cool. different way with a nice Italian restaurant in Italy. So we, like, even, we got to shout out our homie June. He took us, remember, he took us to the um, Mexican restaurant, which was like, that was great. Really? Oh, the attention to detail is insane. I think like a lot of it is is the thing is like they specialize in in Japan. A lot of the restaurants I've yeah, been to, I want to try it's that. like they specialize in one thing or they specialize in one cuisine and try to do it really, really, really well, right? Like you just mm-hmm. go to the to the dumpling place and just have dumplings, and it's like the best. Oh my thing. god! They just make dumplings. That's it. They have beer and dumplings. That's it. No, god. they're really good at it. No, you know, like, I'm not coming back. I I'm telling you, I'm just not coming yeah. back. <laughs> so. So we're nearing the end of our schmooze here, Ariel, and I did want to I did want to go a little deeper. Look, it is it is International Women's Month. It was International Women's Day on Monday, and I did yeah. like I feel like we didn't get quite deep enough on this, you know, women producers, women in music, in dance music topic. Like, I have like a, a very recent example. I'm sorry, this- I love this juxtaposition of watching Tamago being made, drooling, okay. and then trying to like focus my brain onto like this. Okay. Bye, Tamago. We're getting serious. So here's a great example we have with 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 my DJs for Climate Action organization that I work with. We have this uh, climate sample pack and uh, 
and a compilation we're putting out where we got like over 300 submissions like in a contest oh, wow. included in the compilation, right? So we went through and it's so overwhelmingly men who submitted music, you know, like, mm. and, and I'm like, this is, of course, it's no surprise because this is like endemic of dance music production, right? Is it's yeah so, so much more, the ratio is so skewed. So like, even as we continue to like build inclusion and like focus on these things, and then especially for, for like us, and this is, I think like, you know, we've, we've connected so much on a personal level because we love funky music, right? Like yeah. I often meet women who are incredible DJs and or producers, but they're much more on the like dark or experimental side or hard side of techno, right? Like mm -hmm. really hard to find funky, funkier women making electronic music. I wonder, and I'm, I always try to get to the bottom of why that is. I'm curious if you have yeah. any I I mean, I know for me personally, um, finding women in my own field of DJing, it's been hard unless I see them on the on the bill. Um, but I would I would say how this is, um I would depending on who you're reading out to. So I know this is like this is not an attack on you or anything. This is just me to say how it is. But I've always been in surroundings and spaces that are men dominated. So beforehand, I worked in like a tech field. So like it's mainly men. And so that's why I'll probably be the only woman there. Or I've been in spaces that are mainly musicians that are mainly men there. So you would have to go to places that are mainly female dominated, which would be more in a service industry in a way compared to uh, entertainment or tech. So I know for me this past uh, season I went to like a in session group which was like dominated by a run for um, women and binary women of color so I was surprised I was able to even find such a niche and it was like thousands of us every week um, and I, it was a two weeks program for like um, but it was two weeks and there were at least like every day thousands of us like listening in and watching it um, so there we're out here but you have to like I guess I almost like find it and um, talk to people on the ground. I forget who the artist's name is, but it would be somebody like um, Lady Monix would be the best one I can describe. Mm. If you follow her and ask her to be like, hey, can you reach out to any of your friends or do you know anybody that you have to be very detailed on who you're talking to? Um, it's how I feel. It's, it's a very, it's a, it is a hard question to ask because, I get what you mean, but I'm also, cause I'm, I've always been around men. So even for me as a woman, I'm like, I wonder where the women are at. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm around yeah. men all the time. So. I think it's, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's like, I guess my responsibility to work harder. Right. Like that's, that's what it comes down to. Right. It's like acknowledging it is always is the yeah. step and like, just continue to, to put it out there and find, like, that's a great plug, you know? Lady Monix is somebody I, you know, I've, I've, I have some of her music. I've watched her DJ. She's dope. So I know mm -hmm. she's friends, friends, obviously. Somebody I could talk to more about this and just, like, try and keep asking these questions. Yeah, because if your platform is already used, yeah, she does have the jam, and she is a jam. It's, um, if you use your platform that you've been using, then you're most likely going to reach out to the same people. So that's why you got all these men that answered you and i know for me if i look at my statistics of who listens to me who follows me 
I'm pretty sure it's like 56, 57% men yep. than women on there. So that may just be indicative of the kind of people that follow DJs might be male mm-hmm. skewed. That's true too. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, this is, we need to get Andrea from, she said, she said so on here. I've had some conversations with her. Are you familiar with this organization? Mm-mm. She no, said so about, it's about um, representation for women and non-binary folks in, in the music industry, a global community. I'm going to bring it up. A global yeah, community of women and gender minorities in the music industry. I'm going to show you the, I'm going to bring this up now. So because like we're this plan is like what technically in a way fifty fifty, um. Oh, cool! I like this. I think like yeah, talking more, maybe someone to talk more about gender theory. I mean, it's like, it's really hard when the industry has been so male dominated. It's like how do you change the paradigm? I mean, this is like what she said. So is trying to do, and I think like a lot of the the, the push in on social media and the narratives have have maybe flipped a bit over the last few years, but that we still have so far to go and just like acknowledging it. And the fact that this organization is thinking about it is, is amazing, but like we still have so much work to do. It could also be be about visibility too. Like when I think off the top of my head, when I think of like the big female DJs that are really crushing it at the top of the list, you know, they're not playing necessarily funky or deep or melodic there. It's like harder. But then again, everybody at that list on the top of the list is playing harder, you know, more like stadium filling kind of stuff. Well, it depends. I mean, also like, yeah, I think, I think if you're talking top of the list, like you mean like Nervo or something, but I'm thinking of like somebody like more like, you know, the Blessed Madonna right now or Honey Dijon. I mean, I feel like they're on my top of my list of being very funky. Um, and then do you have experiences of curating spaces for other people? Um, I think they did a year or two ago. It was them doing something with like, I think Honey Dijon, I think Bless Madonna, Peggy Goo. And then they had something with, um, uh, London fabric at London. And they had a curated set for them. And then also the people they were mentoring, uh, opening up for them, um, a couple of years ago. So mm. Stuff like that, I think is really cool. Um, it's very rare, honestly, but we should have more stuff like that on top of maybe just having them as the headliners, not even having, because that's the thing that we'll need to switch is when we have female headliners being just the headliners and not because somebody's calling them that this is an all women event. Yeah. Um, no, I, that's that's the worst is all, all women's events is like, that's, that's like not going to make up for the fact that there's not... <laughs> representation and equity. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but like, it's, it's gotta be part of, it's gotta be part of the fabric of what you're doing as a promoter or a DJ or a producer, like to represent everybody without, without like having to call it that without having to call attention to yourself for doing it. Yeah. And this is a great one too. I like this Keisha Tina point. There was recently this super cringe thread where this one dude would not back down from the hole. There aren't as many women interesting, interested in producing as men. And that makes my blood you know, I think I think it's 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 it goes back to this like you know representation and opportunity and and there's so much yeah we got so much work to do let's let's anybody have suggestions on where to look and what to bring on here yeah and having the questions like always feel like you know talking about having questions are always great um, I feel like that's always the first step 
And then just acknowledging that there's another next step after that, because I love that you're talking about it and knowing, Hey, let's do the next step. There's other people that just talk about it and be like, Oh, isn't this enough? And I'm like, well, fucking no, it's not enough. You gotta actually put in the legwork and actually reach out to people and have the conversations with the females that you, that you do know and be like, Hey, what else can we do? Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like reaching out. Cause I know for me, I've been trying to work on my um, relationships with my friends in the music industry, like Lady Monix, like Minx, like more females that I don't even know. Like the in session. Yeah, like I need to have crush more it. of these relationships with them. Because they, they do crush it. They do so well and nobody's acknowledging them enough. So. Yeah, I think I think it's like part of the big problem is like it's – it's harder to get the same respect for doing the same amount of work or more work as a woman in dance music, as a DJ or producer, right? Than yeah. it is for a man. And, you know, like, I guess, you know, Minx is, you know, absolutely incredible DJ and producer, but is not a household name, right? Like, no. whereas plenty of, plenty of male artists who've had more opportunities because of the networks of other men that, that you know that makes it so difficult and frustrating and that's i think something when you think about we also we have at the end of the month in two weeks we have uh stacy hot wax hail on who's yeah. also an amazing detroit woman representing so yeah you know it's so really, really really nice. detroit, like, once again detroit leading the way you know i feel like there's there's a lot of these women who who in house music and techno from detroit who have who have managed to carve out like support systems networks mentorship yeah. programs in detroit which is yeah really i would say cool. stacy she is like the main woman i know that like is such a good mentor like i she i think for the last couple of years she's been mentoring people i helped like for a short period of time watching her and it's like all that energy she's giving to others oh my god like, please talk to her about that for being a mentor to so many souls here in detroit because she's she's leading the way come on rest of the world <laughs> Catch up. Catch up to Detroit. Always. Catch up to Detroit. Detroit. Well, Detroit. Ariel Holographic, it has been a real pleasure schmoozing with you. I love schmoozing with you too. I miss you both. <laughs> this is phenomenal schmoozing. It's been the best. Yo, um, what? My heart, How would you feel open. if I brought up an old photograph? How old? For, on your Instagram. <laughs> Because it's okay, just it awesome. Be okay. It should be You'd cool. be okay? That would be, cool. be cool. I deleted all the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> hey yeah, look at all that hair. <laughs> back. Man, that was my uh, junior year in high school. Mm-hmm. I love this photo, man. I, I was thinking I was, uh, what's your name from Kill Bill? Um, look at your determination in your eyes, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, check yeah. out. There's some great, you got some great flicks. Look. Yeah. No. Yeah, that oh, one's Moody Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, go follow DJ Holo- at DJ Holographic mm-hmm. on Instagram, everybody, and hey, go uh, go pre-order. Oh, who's pre-order. that? Oh yeah, that's when we did. That's when we did. Um. Oh, that's when Remarkable played, and you stopped in to say what up, right? Because you yeah. had your own. You did your own yeah. show on some records together. That was me and you getting down. Oh snap. Um, there you go. 
Yeah. Oh, man, that was the last movement. That was movement 2019. That's the last. That that was. The no, last that was no, that was a Pride weekend. That was actually. Pride that was Pride. Okay. Well, Reggie Watts though. That was right movement. There. And then we did watch. Yeah, that was movement. Reggie Watts is movement. Getting that JJ love. Yeah, I actually I'm going to be playing with him again soon, end of the month. Yeah. Oh, nice. Where? Oh, so sorry. Um, oh, that's the Miami, Miami show. Miami. Yeah, yeah. Got my vaccine on the seventeenth. That yeah, that was little, crazy. Uh, she looks like she Heidi. Heidi has been Heidi's been holding it down for women in techno and and house for Heidi's yeah, fun. Like plus. Heidi's too much like me when we get a little wild. Oh, Wait, is this, this is our yeah. this is our thing? This was our thing, yeah. Uh, in in DC. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Ireland, and my friend Keenan. He's a really good DJ too. In there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he's following me, there. I this is the one. This is the one I wanted to yeah. share. Look at that. <laughs> that was like all Detroit. <laughs> that is an epic photo. Yeah. 2019, when there were still when there were gigs, and yeah. we DJ Carl, amazing places, man. Mm-hmm. Love it. Oh, yeah, it's the well, first time playing in there too. But thank you so much for having me and the support. Like, I feel so loved by you too. Thank you. Oh, thank you so we love much. you. Likewise, sure. always great to get your positive vibrations. Yeah, I love you both, and I'm excited nice. to see more. Yeah. Congrats! Everybody, congrats, go get that congrats. Planet, everybody, go get that Planet E Detroit Love Volume Five DJ Holographic. Oh, yo, put in a word for your boys. Maybe they'll send us a couple on wax. Love to have a couple copies. Yeah, of yeah, I definitely will. Oh, to, get the, to get the comp and also listen to the single, uh, Faith in My Cup. It's out now. Thank you so much for the love. Support it. Buy it. Hey, thanks, Ariel. Peace. Bye. Peace. She's the jam. Oh, that was a good schmooze, buddy. It certainly was. Um, Yeah. Looking forward to next week. We got Paul Johnson. Oh my gosh, Chicago. Yo, Paul, he just he's just such a beast. Talk about production wizardry. And what a DJ. My God, we got to close down the uh electric pickle with him. That was one of the last ever electric pickle shows. Yeah, so the, proud. WMC Paul Johnson on the same right? Bill. March 2019. And and I remember he played and then we played after him and he just hung out he just hung out the whole time. He hung out for like four or five hours. Out and just you know, it. he is, you know, as the legend tells him he is in a wheelchair. And uh you know the electric pickle is not wheelchair friendly. So once he was up there, it was like sort of you know needed to get someone to give him a hand down. He's like, nope, I'm staying. And stayed for like 14 hours. <laughs> that was, that was, that was it. I could have retired my raver, my raver belt. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. My raver, <laughs> my raving. I don't know. I haven't. We're still raving. Anywho. Well, moving on. This has been a great show. Next week, Paul Johnson. The week after that, Stacy Hot Wax Hale. Am I getting that order right? Paul Johnson and then Stacy. That's right. And then April, we're celebrating. Our album comes out in April, so all month Ooh. we're gonna have different guests and performances of guests from our album. So that's gonna be super gonna be dope. fun. April. Um, oh yeah. Speaking yeah, of the album, we want to have Stacy on the show for so long. So finally getting Stacy on. Can't wait. Can't sure. wait. And speaking of the album, next week, Friday, the third installation of the three EPs leading up to. World Transformation Force, our third studio album, is out. It is the Force EP. 
on Fool's Gold Records, and we will be having an album listening party on That's right. Wednesday, next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Soul Clap Music. So come check us out. Hit it up. Maybe. All right, y'all. Time for our vinyl thoughts. Going to keep it in Detroit, right, Charlie? And yeah, in, in the theme of Detroit and uh, speaking with Holographic before the show, we we briefly, she touched on her respect and admiration for the great Eddie Flash and folks. So without further ado, on Peace Frog Records, here is Eddie Flash and folks, and the song is Busted Jam. Busted. 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 Peace out, everybody. Boston. Peace.